Welcome to Write on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. I'm very excited because joining me today is Tara Henton. Hi, Tara. Hi, Demi. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, doing well, thank you. I'm super excited because today we're talking all about songwriting and self-doubt. But before we dive into this, can you share with the listeners a little bit about your songwriting journey so far? Um, Right. I mean, I've been writing for a very long time, but sort of um, in, in the closet, for lack of a better term, like not really <laughs> putting anything out there. Um, but anyway, I'm a, I'm a Canadian country singer songwriter. I'm based in Essex in the UK. Um, and as well as songwriting, um, I, I'm a primary teacher. I do, you know, music teaching. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm starting as a, a DJ with a radio station called Nashville Worldwide in a couple of weeks. So I'm, I've kind of got a lot of strings to my bow. But yeah, everything's kind of revolving around the songwriting right now. So that's fantastic. I absolutely love Nashville Worldwide. Chad is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I'm really, really excited to be joining the team. I think I'll be their first official female DJ host. So, Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So to kick off our awesome conversation we're going to have, would you like to read a quote by Orrin Woodward? Of course. So the quote is, doubts in your mind are a much greater roadblock to success than obstacles on the journey. And wow, when you sent that through, I was like, that's me. Like that quote is literally me. <laughs> <laughs> I completely feel. So if this quote is literally you, can you share more about why this quote connected with you the way it did? Um, I guess, I mean, as I said to you before, I've, I've written songs for a long time and it was always something that I just did quite naturally. Um but I think when it got to the point where I started thinking that I wanted to do something with them, you know, there were obstacles in the way, but the biggest obstacle I've come to realize was my own self-doubt and my own, you know, I needed to get out of my own way. And it's taken me probably 30 years <laughs> to work out how to do that. So it has been quite a long road. Um, but yeah, it's amazing the things that you tell yourself that, you know, it's just negative self-talk and you know, you, you say things to yourself so many times that you actually start believing it. And yeah, when you can find a way to somehow put some of those things aside, it's amazing what can actually happen. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm realizing. So, Yeah, no, I completely agree that I've only been doing songwriting for a couple years. I started taking it more seriously in 2019. So I'm still pretty new. So you can imagine a lot of self-doubt. I'm not over that yet. Not even close. Um, but like you said, the negative self-talk, it gets to oh, you it's so, so destructive. Much. So destructive and paralyzing. Absolutely paralyzing. Like that's about the only word I can think of to describe why I felt stuck for such a long time. Um, and, and at different points of the process, like I don't know how, how you find it, but for a long time I was just stuck in this idea that I wasn't good enough at actually writing the songs. Then when I got to the point where I started realizing that maybe I was sort of okay at writing the songs, then it was everything else. Well, nobody's going to actually want to listen to to what I'm writing, so what's the point? <laughs> and it's all of 
that sort of it's it's kind of like unpicking you know peeling an onion like you kind of have to get to the root of what the problem is <laughs> yeah. all in the first place um but so many different layers of self-doubt and fear all all at play that just collectively became quite debilitating for me like I was just I could not fathom putting something that I'd written out there for fear of what someone else would think of it for fear that it was stupid for fear that it was just so many different things um so yeah I feel like in the last couple of years I've really somehow managed to to work through some of that somehow it's all still a little bit of a mystery to me but yeah, it definitely is a mystery to me too still. And what you were saying about not thinking you're good enough to even put out music, that was definitely the first big step or layer of self-doubt that I faced because I've been releasing my music since November of 2019. And I started writing for fun in 2017, but for literally two years, I pretty much kept it secret and didn't tell anybody or show yeah, anybody my songs. absolutely, yeah. I was like, I'm not good enough. Like, who's going to want to listen to my music? And then I finally showed Friends Into Focus, which was my debut single. And they were like, this is so good. Put it out. And that gave me a little bit of confidence. And I've noticed, I don't know about you, but for me, what really helps the most with self-doubt is those little moments of reassurance. And just hearing that you made an impact in someone's life in some way through your music. That's what makes me think, oh, I can do this. Yeah, and, and I think also for me, it's, I mean, there there did kind of come a point where I got so sick and tired of just being stuck. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but I just felt like I'd kind of put the work in. I, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd gotten a bit better at the craft and I, I finally felt like I actually had something to say and I wanted to put it out there. And it was like I was standing on the edge of this cliff, just kind of looking over, going, I can't, I can't make myself take this step you know um and, and and I mean I actually uh this would have been just before the pandemic I, I found a really good songwriting club online it's called I Heart Songwriting Club it's, I think it's based out of Australia anyway long, long story short what it is you get a task every week um you know a little writing task with some different components to it and then you, you're meant to give yourself an hour and just see what comes out and post it so there's no pressure that it has to be like a finished song but it, the point is is just to like come to the table you know like just get yourself in that habit of writing that was hugely useful for me but I'll never forget the very first week when I joined up I did this task and oh, I can't even remember it, it was back to school because I think it lined up it was a February so it was like school start in Australia and I think it had to have a tempo change in it so I think I did like a slow verse and a fast course anyway I, I mean I didn't I didn't have any logic skills at that point like I didn't have a doll I was just me with like my phone propped up on a piano playing this song that I'd written um and I went to submit it and I, my hand was shaking like I was just like I can't push the button like someone's gonna hear what I've written and it's complete tosh like it's you know I have no confidence in what I've written at all it could be just be like the worst thing ever and people are gonna hear it and what are they gonna think of me and somehow I just found this little nugget of courage and I hit the button and I'll never forget. I do apologize. We can hear talking in the background. I've got my, my four-year-old daughter sitting here. I'm trying to entertain her on, the, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. <laughs> She's being a really good girl. Bless her. Um, so, yeah, I just I remember hitting the button. I thought, right, that's done. But, of course, it's not done, right? Because then I was sitting there waiting for comments to come in. And, and I remember it was Australia. So they, their daytime was my nighttime. I was waking up about every 
minutes or so checking my phone seeing if anybody had put something and like just like I was a basket case long story short I ended up getting some quite half decent feedback about it which surprised me like you were saying it surprised me tremendously so yeah so I guess I kind of had this little you know nugget of of self you know confidence going okay well if I've done it once and people said good things what do you think the chances are that if I did it again they might also say good things and I guess you know I was calling it an onion before like peeling back the layers but for me it was almost like a snowball you kind of had that little middle and then you just kind of kept building on it you know right um and really that process has just carried on up to the point where now I'm I'm releasing a song which is something I probably should have done 25 years ago but it's it's been a journey it's been it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I actually believed in what I was doing enough and and kind of had people in my life to advise me on what I needed to do to actually make that happen so yeah it's nice when the stars kind of start aligning a little bit yeah yeah and it is a journey and I think something huge for me is the feedback and continuing to work so much on my craft helped so so much with self-doubt because when I started I mean I tried to write songs but I didn't really have any way of judging whether or not the song was good and now that I've done so many retreats and classes and doing co-writes and showing my music to other writers and musicians you start to kind of gauge whether or not the song is good and comparing it to others and so I've found that over time I've started to realize okay I'm more confident in this song because it's definitely stronger than this one and that kind of eliminates self-doubt because you know the songs you're performing and releasing are good songs when I started I didn't really know if it was good or not so that was a major holdback for me yeah no definitely I can relate to that but I think the other thing I've really learned and I think this for if I'm being honest I think this was one of the things that paralyzed me for a really long time was that I was seeking perfection all the time and I had I had this bar set so high purely down to you know I mean we listen to you know such amazing music and we idolize the the songwriters that we grow up listening to and we somehow think that what's going to come out of us is going to automatically kind of be up there. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you do get there sometimes, but it's just, you know, you have to accept that a lot of stuff just has to come out before you get to that. And sometimes I will just sit down and let myself write a really rubbish song just to just to kind of like learn something from it, even if it's not like a top drawer, this is going somewhere song. But I'm just kind of realizing that it's actually more important just to keep writing and to not put the pressure on yourself that every single song you write has to be gold dust, <laughs> you know? Um, that's, that's, helped, that's helped me a lot. Oh yeah, exactly, 100%. It's so important to get those bad songs out before you can get to the good ones. And that also eliminates self-doubt because you're sitting there and you're like writing and you're like, oh, this song isn't that great. But guess what? Nobody has to hear that song. You can just get it out, throw it away, and then move on to a song that turns out much better that you are confident in. So I think a big thing with self-doubt is like being mindful and, you know, reflect on the music that you're writing. If you're reflective and start to notice, hey, like these are good songs you feel that like it becomes a gut feeling like this is a good one and then you're not wondering absolutely yeah no I, I completely agree with that but I mean do you not find like even if you're writing a song that you know you kind of know in your gut that it's not like it, it's probably not going to be one of those songs but I still learn so much from it like I, I and I think before what was happening with me is I would get 
I, I always, I felt a little bit like, you know, the guy from um, Sesame Street, the, the musician was always banging his head on the piano. Like, I'll never get it, never. <laughs> and you, you'd, you'd start writing a song. You'd get like a, a little idea and you'd think, oh, this is brilliant. And then you'd go, oh no, this is rubbish. And then you just, it would just be another crumpled up bit of paper, metaphorically speaking, you know. Um, and it's really easy to get stuck in that. And then, you know, my self-talk was starting to tell me, you don't know how to write a song. Right. Because you never get to the end of the process, right. you know. So for me, it's not so much about making sure I write quality every time. It's making sure that I write, like, I write something that even if it's not brilliant, at least it's a song. <laughs> and it came out of me. And then, you know, it can get filed in a drawer depending on where I think it is. And then, and actually sometimes you go back to those songs and you almost like harvest, like, things out of them that you think well that verse was really rubbish but that chorus had a really good hook in it um <clears throat> you know and it kind of becomes a bit of almost a, a salvage operation I don't know how yeah. else to explain it no but. exactly it's kind of like a common thing I guess like internationally like if you're writing a song and you have a really good idea that isn't necessarily good for the song we all call it the graveyard and we just throw it in the graveyard at the bottom of the document <laughs> And, like, <laughs> dig it yeah, up yeah, for, good. like, other songs. Like, that's a thing. Like, all my friends and I call it the graveyard. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Put it in the graveyard. Yep, in the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about self-doubt with our songwriting, but I want to dive a little deeper and talk about specific parts of the process for you do you find yourself doubting your lyrics more or the melody the concept is there a certain part of the whole process that you feel like you doubt the most and why I think for me it's probably the lyrics I think I mean sometimes I I can write some half decent lyrics but generally they're a bit like tooth extractions they take a lot of work to you know to get them kind of distilled down to um melodically I'm usually pretty instinctual and melod melodies come to me a bit more easily as do chord progressions like that side of it I, I feel is, is more my yeah maybe I, I don't know maybe it's just because I'm a musician first and a lyricist second like I'm you know I know <laughs> the music I've been doing for a long time the songwriting was a little bit after that so um yeah so I think the lyrics is what I've I've been putting a lot of energy lately into trying to hone my you know my actual writing skill rather than my music writing skill if that makes sense yeah that's awesome we're kind of opposite because I actually am getting my master's right now in writing popular fiction so I do a lot of writing and I got a degree in English and music in undergrad and so the lyrics I feel like I'm super strong at just because I'm writing stories all the time and lyrics are basically short stories so Absolutely. yeah so I'm definitely strong with the lyrics for the most part I feel like for me I'm definitely focused a lot on melody and my melodies are strong mostly but I find myself doubting chorus melodies a lot specifically just because they should really rise and you know be the part of a song listeners remember and they have to be really strong and you know overall like the best part of the song like you don't want to flop on the chorus even if the verses are amazing like you need a strong chorus and so I've been doubting my choruses a lot and so that's something I'm trying to work through 
Well, see, you need to like sort yourself out, like do co-write with someone who's really good at top lining them because then that's kind of their thing, isn't it? Like coming up with melodies. Right. Um, and especially like really catchy. I mean, I, I actually got brought in to do uh, a co-write with a, fr- a friend of mine named Kelly Williams. And it was exactly that that she wanted help with. She was like, um, you know, I've had some feedback that, you know, my, my melody needs to lift a bit more in places. And I'm like, I'm your girl. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so so I, I said, well, what about this? And she's like, oh, it's amazing, you know. And I, I mean, that's actually another part of my my sort of self-doubt journey. Like, I think early on I thought, and I don't know where I got this idea from. Maybe it was from movies or books or whatever, when, you know, you kind of see like the stereotypical songwriter or whatever. But I think in my mind, I thought that to do it, you had to be able to do all of it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you couldn't have a you couldn't have a weak link. You couldn't, like we were just saying, like things that, you know, come to you more naturally. And I think when I realized that there were things that I weren't as I wasn't as good at, I just sort of dismissed myself then and thought, well, if I if I can't do that, then I can't possibly be a, a you know a songwriter that anyone's going to take seriously. And I think when you start realizing that, I think there's very very few people that can honestly say that they can do all of that all the time. Like everybody's got a team, everybody's got co-writers they go to and you know production team like you know even just like within like a group like a circle of songwriting friends you're gonna have people that are better at certain things than others and it's just so liberating to realize that you can still call yourself a songwriter even if there are bits of it that you find really hard (laughs) that doesn't matter you know yeah um so that was another I mean that's an epiphany that I've only really had in the last like certainly within the last year um and it was just completely lifted the roof off for me. Like, oh, I can be a songwriter just because I can't, like, you know, play guitar like Jimi Hendrix. I can still write <laughs> songs. That's really cool, you know. Um, yeah. So there's just so many little, um, I don't know, untruths or things that we sort of absorb that we think, I mean, at least for me, that I sort of felt like, well, because that's true, then that means that I can't be that. Um, and another and another big one for me, the self-doubt for, for me personally is like the whole just age thing. Like I'm I'm in my mid 40s. So, you know, I there's a whole whole kind of, you know, psychobabble going on in my head about that. Even right now, like, what are you doing releasing your first song when you're 45? What's the matter with you? Why couldn't you get your proverbial together 20 years ago? You know, but that's just absolute tosh and nonsense really I mean what difference does it make how old you are if you've got something to say and people want to hear it it shouldn't matter (laughs) no it doesn't it doesn't so please please don't think that no it doesn't matter at all yeah but you know what I mean like it's just the I think we kind of absorb this from society and certainly from you know if you go back in, in the music industry not that long ago actually I mean even when I first moved to the UK 20 years ago independent music was not where it is now you know there was this sort of idea that if you if you were going to make it in music you had to get a label to right, buy into what exactly. you were doing and labels generally wanted people that were younger that were marketable that were you know so I think with me kind of growing up with that idea that that's what you had to conform to if you wanted to make it in the music industry that's also part of what I've kind of unpicked <laughs> over the last few years in terms of no actually that I don't I don't really think that's true so therefore why am I perpetuating that you know um so so I guess by releasing my single I'm kind of putting two fingers up to that and saying well it it shouldn't matter if you like the music then listen to it (laughs) you should be super proud of the music you're releasing and 
literally age does not matter. I know it's a societal thing, but society needs to get over itself because everybody's stories are worth being told and heard and it doesn't matter how old you are. Absolutely. No, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. But I think sometimes, don't you think there's a difference between what we tell ourselves and what is kind of planted somewhere deep inside us and it takes a long time to get that out you know when it's been sort of a, a, a something that you've absorbed and has kind of lived in you for a long time this belief that doesn't belong there you know um so logically I completely agree with you and and I do believe in my heart that it shouldn't matter I guess I just hope that other people kind of look at it the same way right <laughs> if that makes any sense yeah no it definitely but, does uh, yeah and your point about the whole like conditioning thing and psychology like we're definitely drilled to think and feel certain ways about things and it takes time to get over those and because of all those whether they be expectations or assumptions or whatever because of all those things that really does contribute to self-doubt because a lot of the things we're talking about is like acceptance almost and feeling accepted is tied into society so all these outside forces that we don't really have any control over definitely affect us and our self-doubt completely yeah no I couldn't agree more definitely definitely so we talked a little bit about some ways of overcoming self-doubt through feeling those moments of confidence when we get reassurance and nice comments and things like that. But are there any other ways that you found yourself kind of get over your self-doubt in certain situations? I think when I started digging more into the craft and and realizing, I mean, another thing that you know, kind of has, has gradually come into focus for me in the last maybe five to 10 years is I don't have to just tell stories about me. You know, I think as, you know, as a young songwriter, it was very Taylor Swift. It was very, and I don't mean as any disrespect to Taylor Swift, but I just, I have so much respect for her because so much of her songwriting is just her diary. And I don't have the guts to do that. <laughs> like to just, do you know what I mean? Like to lay it out there quite that bare and then say that song was about so-and-so kind of thing. Um, but I guess maybe that was also part of what was making me really self-conscious about writing is because it did just feel a little bit like just ripping your shirt open and going, this is me. <laughs> you know? um, but I think like when you start realizing that there's a little bit more to it than that and that you can write from different perspectives and that just because you're writing a song from your own experience doesn't mean it's autobiographical. Like it's, it's your experiences are kind of fused into what you're writing without it necessarily being like you know word for word this is what happened um and somehow maybe that I don't know maybe it's hiding behind it I know it's part of the craft but it does make you it gives you that little bit of I'm writing art I'm not I'm not writing my diary entry for you this is art you know this is there, there's a story here that may or may not be me I might tell you I might not you know um so I don't know, that helped me get over a little bit of the self-doubt was to, to go more into the storytelling side of songwriting um, and to explore different, um, you know, different, slightly different perspectives and, and not always just writing first person me. Sometimes I'm writing first person, but I'm not really looking at it through my eyes. Um, so that, yeah, that, that's helped a little bit as well. That's super interesting because we're kind of the opposite here. All of my songs I've released so far are so 
like honest and authentic to me it's so funny you mentioned the diary thing because this episode is releasing on october 17th and my album is releasing october 15th so it'll be out by the time this episode's out and my album is literally called dear diary because oh, the songs amazing. are literally like diary Good for entries you. Good for you. <laughs> No, you're a braver girl than me. Oh my goodness me. Like, I think I would just be like, oh, I don't know how I could. <laughs> but then I don't know. I get the feeling I'm maybe a little bit older than you, Sassy. I have quite a lot of dirt. <laughs> so if I, if I aired all of that out, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be one album, right? It would be, <laughs> it, it would be quite, quite substantial. But um, yeah, it's interesting though, because I do still feel like very connected to the songs that I write, be, you know, because they they are from me and there are huge elements of me in them and my life in them but I think it's just just kind of twisting the lens a little bit if that makes sense yeah. you know like just just you know I, I kind of give myself permission to I mean you know Gretchen uh, Gretchen Peters and Mary Gaucher and I, I, I mean, I've done workshops with them before as well as other really talented songwriters and they all kind of say the same thing they said don't you know, this is not my quote. This is like, I think Gretchen was the one that said this to me last, you know, don't confuse the facts with the truth. You know, you can, you can have a lot of truth in a song. It doesn't have to be like, you know, you can't say, oh, I can't say that because that's not really what happened. <laughs> you know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Where's the truth in the song? Like tell the truth. Um, and that will shine through and you don't have to get into the nitty gritty of what actually happened. And that was, that was a really helpful thing for me to kind of realize that, you know, there's no, um, you don't have to be true to the story. You have to be true to what it is you're trying to communicate, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to do this more with my newer music. I feel like the whole thing with Dear Diary, I just had to write those songs. And because I wrote them, I was like, I'm just going to release them and hope I survive. But a lot of the songs that I've been writing recently, especially in co-writes, that's our timer, but we'll keep going for a little, um, especially in co-writes, this is why I love co-writing because you have two or three writers in a co-write together and you're all writing about something that means something to you know all of us so we're all excited about writing the song but we're blending all of our perspectives and experiences so there's a whole mix and it's not your story 100% and so that's why I really try to do co-writes a lot and I've grown a lot as a songwriter on my own because now I'm starting to branch out and write not 100% true stories to the facts like you were talking about but still write from say like a feeling or experience that inspired it but not every fact in the song is true and I do that in co-writes so that's helped me a lot with my you know self-doubt being able to do that in co-writes and say hey I can write a song that's not 100% real you know true story and still connect to it because I was so afraid like oh no, like, am I going to seem fake if I make stuff up? But that's not true. Like you said, it's art. So yeah, that's huge for me. And that's something I've learned through co-writing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of co-writing. And ironically, I went for a very long time without actually co-writing with anybody. And I've only really got back into it in the last year or so. And it's just, I've missed it. I, I, I used to write with my cousin growing up. And we never called we never called it co-writing we just called it hanging out together you know? <laughs> um but that that was really like my first experience with co-writing and so and, and I went for a really long time in my life well I went for a very long time without actually writing I sort of hit this like 
and for lack of better expression, we do it like almost like a negative bell curve in my early adult. I was just so busy doing everything else in my life that I wasn't making time for, for music. It just kind of left me for a while. Um, but now that I'm kind of on the upswing of that again, and I've, you know, I, I've kind of reconnected with it. I've also reconnected with co-writing and it's just so special. It can be challenging. I mean, you have to find the right person, um, or right people, you know, you kind of find your team, um, and 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 I, it does get a little bit of as if it's not broke, don't fix it for me. Like if you find somebody that you write well with, I do find I kind of gravitate back to them just because it's like, oh, that was amazing. Let's do it again. You yeah, know? no, <laughs> same same thing here. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the weirdest speed dating ever. Don't yeah. You think? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you got to kind of try it out, see if the dynamics there, and then it's kind of like, well, that was fun, you know. Um, no, but co-writing is fantastic. And it is really great for overcoming self-doubt, like you say, because, you know, you're, you're part of a team. So you're all working together, supporting each other. It's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Well, it looks like you and I might have to do some co-writing. <laughs> I would be completely up for that. You have my, my details. So feel free to reach out. I'd love to do that. Yeah. So it'd be brilliant. That'd be really fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So our timer went off a bit ago. So let's wrap things up. Before we go, Tara, can you share your final thoughts or piece of advice to anyone listening who is struggling with self-doubt? I think if I, and this, I'll give this advice to anyone listening, but if I could have given myself advice about 20 years ago, I just would have said, stop caring so much about what everybody else thinks and get out of your own bloody way pardon my language, but that I have been my biggest obstacle for, for the last 20 years. And that I think if you can find a way to get out of your own way, that's when things start happening for you. Fantastic, fantastic advice. Tara, thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's been, been my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So can you share with everyone where they can find you on social media and your website and listen to your music, which will be out by the time this episode is out? Oh, well, my my website is uh, www.tarahenton.com. My handle on all social media is Tara Henton Music. Um, and music wise, my debut single came out back in September. So you can find that on all sort of uh, streaming and download platforms. It's called Now That You're Gone. And I'm really excited that my second single is going to be coming out on the 5th of November called Wild Horse. So be sure to check that out. I definitely will. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. Oh, it's, it, like I say, it's been my pleasure. It's It's been like a very quick 30, 35 minutes or so. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. Very real. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these episodes go so fast. It's like, this is why I love doing this podcast because it's very chill, genuine conversations. And we get so into it that like, I kind of forget half the time I'm actually recording on my end here. <laughs> so it's like really weird when the timer goes off and it's like, oh, wait, we're actually recording I this. Can't, can't <laughs> be. It's not. It's not possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much again, listeners. Thank you for listening to this episode on songwriting and self-doubt with Tara Henton. And, of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on, on track. track.